Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. First thing I want to get to, just stop oil. Now, we really haven't been affected so much here in Ireland by uh, this group of people. They have been called worse than that, and I'm sure. I'm sure our next guest will be well aware of that. But the group behind the protests at the World Snooker Championship, do you remember them a lot? To the uh, powder paint all over the snooker tables? Well, yesterday at Wimbledon, they were at it again. But what's the problem with sport, by the way? Anyway, uh, play was halted twice on court 18. Not that I watch sport and really care too much. In one instance, a man and a woman stormed onto the court and threw a jigsaw puzzle pieces and confetti. I could think of better things to be thrown around. In another, a demonstrator threw confetti onto the grass and all wore the Just Stop Oil t-shirts and were all arrested on suspicion of aggravated trespass and criminal damage. The All England Club has increased or since increased its security and taken jigsaw puzzles off sale at the club store. <laughs> That's bizarre, isn't it? Anyway, for those who don't know, Just Stop Oil is a coalition of groups working together to ensure the government commits to halting new fossil fuel licensing and production. Now, we've spoken to Sean Irish, the representative before from the group, and he joins me again on the line. Sean, how are you? Ah, uh, dear Gwit, I'm not too bad yourself. I'm colours at all too. Sean, what's the crack? Now, the last time, by the way, you were on, you were due back up in court, if I remember rightly, uh, for one of your more recent protests where I kind of give out to you because it was criminal damage, of course. What happened, by the way? Did you did you get a community service? Or I'm assuming you didn't go to jail because you're still here. Oh, God, which one was that? I'm in court again tomorrow, and I'll lose two. I've got too many court dates to keep track with. Um, no, I, I haven't been to prison yet. I haven't got a um, community service. Uh, I've got a suspended sentence from a previous case, but of course, you know, that pales in significance to the threat of the climate crisis, okay. which is why young people like myself are taking action. Okay, okay, so, so why? Here's my question as well. I, I think I may have asked this the last time. Actually, no, I didn't. So it's Wimbledon now, it was the snooker the last time. What is sport? I, I'm trying to find the, the other things like standing on a road to stop traffic. I get, all right, because you're you're stopping the traffic moving, which some people would argue is hypocritical because they were burning more fuel while they're stopped. But anyway, I get the principle of that, right? Or garages or Ferrari shops or those kind of things. But Wimbledon, what has Wimbledon got to do with fossil fuel? So we don't actually target things specifically for the fossil fuel uh, connections, more so to highlight the issue. But Wimbledon in particular is actually sponsored by Barclays. Barclays is the largest investor in Europe in fossil fuels. So Barclays have a lot to answer for. And why Wimbledon would have such an unethical sponsor is beyond me. Well, when you say unethical, unethical in your view, Sean, but in most people's views who drive Do cars and daily people is ethical? Well, no, see, but th- now this is where we're going to differ in opinion, but we'll get to that in a minute, okay? But, I mean, you're all, most of you who do this are young people, right? I mean, out of college, in college, in your 20s. And I think I said this before, with your whole life ahead of you, you know, and, and I know you're going to, I know, you're, I, I, know you're, I know you're going to argue that you won't have your whole life ahead of you if we keep using fossil fuel, but, but, but your whole life ahead of you, you know, your career's ahead of you, and yet you put yourself in a predicament where you could end up with criminal charges, and most likely do end up with criminal charges. Is it really, I mean, I understand how passionate you are about what you do, but is it worth getting yourself into that kind of trouble over, you know, and destroying everybody? Because, from what I see online, there isn't that much support for what you do. People just think you're a bunch of agents. I, I would strongly disagree. I mean, 
how many people in Ireland think they should die for an oil balance profit? I mean, people might but, not no, like. But you're you're, you're calamitizing it. Like. You're calamitizing it there now. Stop no, calamitizing. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. You know, this is what the science is saying. This is what the IPCC reports are saying. This is what the United Nations is saying. There's loads, loads of articles on this. An interesting one is the um, future of the human climate niche, uh, which actually there's a half an hour interview that you can watch on YouTube on that. You know. A little bit of education doesn't go a long way. I have a know? lot of education, Sean. Thanks very much. And by the way, Sean, did you know that the NASA satellite data has just been released for the global temperature? Uh, this is since 2016. You know it hasn't gone up. It's actually gone down. Well, we've just had the highest recorded temperature on Monday in the world ever. Yeah, in that's, June. And, and you, know you, have, you understand how that data is correlated, by the way. You do understand June was the coldest June they've had in a long time in America. So you do understand how that, that data is correlated, don't you? You understand that data is correlated on average. So if you have one or two countries, say, for example, in the continent of Africa, that have a very high temperature during that month or that day, well, then that is added to the average. Everywhere else might be reasonably warm or reasonably cool. So you can't base it on a one-day situation. Data yeah, is correlated over time. Average. Yes, when the global averages are going up, do you actually... They're not. They're, they're actually the not. They're not going up. They that, haven't. You, you according hit, to NASA... No, hang on. According oh, to right, NASA, they haven't gone up in eight years and ten months. That's out so, today. So, you got it right. So, if you're sitting in your lovely little, you know, country villa in, say, the lovely county Wexford or Dublin, and you've lived there for the last 80 years, you might not notice these slight temperature increases. But, of course, we are noticing them globally. This is how stats work, you know. Unfortunately, you know, we do need to take action. Ireland has a proud tradition of civil disobedience. You yeah, go back to it, no, but, but hang on, go back to the fact you just flung out there a few minutes ago about global temperatures. According to NASA and its satellites and the data collected by it, there has been no global warming in eight years and ten months, despite the fact that five hundred billion tons of emissions have gone into the into the, the sky. So the, so the global I'm temperature hasn't actually gone up. Study and yeah. every other study. So the IPCC report says it has. The United Nations says it has. The yeah, National Energy NASA are wrong. So they're wrong. So obviously NASA. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the study you're talking about. It would it's be helpful. The figures released today, then it's not actually a study, but it's the figures they release on a regular basis about global temperatures. But anyway, anyway, sorry. So the thing about it is, I'm all with you. I'm 100% beside you, Sean. I think in the future, absolutely, we are moving away from fossil fuels, slowly but surely. And I think for the planet, it's a good thing for the future generations, because there's no doubt we don't want pollution in the air from an environmental point of view anyway, right? But here's the thing. You can't do that overnight. You guys are demanding this is done very quickly. That can't happen no, quickly not. because we don't no, we not. don't have sustainable fuels to replace oh, it no, right away. You. Let me stop you. You've just said something that's not true. So what is the demand of Just Stop Oil now? Um, you quoted it earlier. Well, the d- demand... Oh, yeah, I have it here. Okay. Um, your demands are halting new fossil fuel licensing and production. So what is a license? So a license is permission for the company to look for oil. I consent is permission for them to drill it. That process takes 20 years now. Mm-hmm. We are asking for the, for the halt of new license and new consent. This is in line with the International Energy Agency. This is in line with the UN. This is in line with every credible scientist, including scientists in the lovely Republic of Ireland. We are asking for the basic first steps. We are not asking that tomorrow everyone should be forced to buy a Tesla. 
We're not asking that tomorrow everyone that would be, be rotten. By the way, I wouldn't home. buy a Tesla if it was the last car in the world. But however, they're badly made. Well, let's switch it. go on. That's just my opinion. And I'm going. You know, so it, it's just a misrepresentation. You know, we're just stop oil is not as radical. Although our you are radical. Stop radical. saying you're not radical. You are radical. I mean, you remind me. Of, you remind me of the people that used to live in the trees. Do you remember in England going back about fifteen years ago? Where was where was that? They were all living up in trees somewhere. Remember that? Uh, I can't say I'm, I'm familiar. I've lived in a tunnel myself. That's any cancellation. <laughs> right. um, but no, so you've got to be realistic about these things, Niall. Look, I, I accept that Just Stop Oil is quite radical in the actions that we take, and I don't think it should be necessary. You know, I don't think that the actions of the suffragettes should have been necessary. I don't think the actions of the civil rights movement should have been necessary. They were disruptive. They were annoying. They were irritating. And God, Niall, I accept that I am as well. But you know what? If we do not take action and we continue to do nothing, there will not be an island for us to live in. We depend on the climate. But, that, but all those promises, Sean, all those promises. I'm 59 years of age, and I can remember the world panicking because there was a hole in the ozone layer. I can remember the world panicking over, ac- over acid rain. I remember the world panicking because Al Gore said we were all going to die in 1998. I remember the world panicking because the world was going to be flooded by 2010. I remember all of those promises. And the most recent one, of course, was Greta Thunberg five years ago <laughs> promising we would be in an irreversible state and we're all going to die because the Antarctic would, would uh, melt within the next five years. She removed the tweet because it wasn't correct. It was in correct so what i'm saying you know is what, those, those promises so happen all the time the end is nigh the end is nigh when when greta thunberg wrote that she was 17 years of age two care. months before she actually became famous but it doesn't it matter not, people were listening no, to a no, school oh, skipper slow down slow down slow down slow down climate science is not based on what greta thunberg says although i have great respect for her i Do think you? she's brilliant but we are not, I am not out on the streets because of what Greta Thunberg says. I am out on the streets because of what the IPCC report said, which is a 700 scientists that the world has signed up and agreed to that these are right. I am out for the UN who says these things. I'm out for the environmental agency who says these things. To say that Greta Thunberg said something and that proved to be wrong and therefore everything you believe is wrong is completely ridiculous. But yeah, but what bothers me that. is, what bothers me is, Greta Thunberg gets the coverage in the media, right? And you people like, say, Dr. Judith Curry, who's a climatologist, she's published 140 books, scientific reviews, papers, you know, and she goes on, she's not calling it a hoax, there's nobody suggesting, by the way, the climate's not changing. It is changing. And it will irre- irreversibly change over time. There's no doubt about that, right? Uh, but, mind you, the climate has always been changing. Uh, but in saying that, she's brought out so many works, published works, and people ignore her. But yet, Greta Thunberg, who, who at the time was 17 years of age, you know, and handed a script by somebody, most likely, and got it wrong, most likely, most of the time, is listened to by the world and we all go into a panic and every teenager in the world thinks we're all going to die. There's a lot of catastrophization no, going on here. No, you not hold some personal responsibility for that. No, I don't. No, no, not at all. So, this is the thing. So, if you... Let's say... Here's a great thing for you, Niall. Instead of bringing on people like me from Just Stop Oil, why don't you bring on accredited climate scientists? You know, if journalists like yourself ignored us, we would disappear overnight and actually took out climate scientists. This is the thing that you need to be doing. The reason we take the actions that we do is because you ignore climate scientists. And unless we take the actions that we do, we're not able to highlight these things. It would be completely ignored. So if you don't like what we're doing, bring on climate scientists, bring on the discussion, have these conversations. You know, at the end of the day, 
no one does the actions that we do. I do not risk a criminal record. I do not risk going to prison because I think this is a fun thing to do. I recognize the consequences of my actions and I will be held accountable for it, which is more than we said for the government of the world and the journalists of the world. But, uh, but, not but you're, but you're missing the point, Sean. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. And I'm in agreement with you to the point that I do believe that as a population of the world, we have a duty to the planet that we live on to protect it. In all ways, by the way. And, that, and well, that's, that's right down to chucking plastic in the sea. That's everything, right? We have a, a duty. Failing, and well, 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 well hang, hang on for a second. Hang on. We evolve over time. The Industrial Revolution wasn't good for the planet. We know that, okay? It's not good for the planet. But the Industrial Revolution was never going to last forever anyway because technology took over. So, and, and something else will take over from that. Just like the steam engine changed to the fossil fuel engine. There was a huge resistance to that at the time. If You, you wouldn't remember that, of course. That was about 150 years ago. But the, there was a huge resistance to that. So over time, the fossil fuel engines will be replaced by either hydrogen, water, or indeed electricity. I, I don't know about the electricity, to be honest with you, because we still have to produce the electricity. So they will be replaced as well over time when we get the technology right. We could come up with technology that no, basically neutralizes the carbon now. and fuel. So unfortunately, like, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to misquote, I could be wrong about this. I'm going to say that the UK government certainly has, I don't know about the Irish government, has signed up to what's referred to as the energy charter. The energy charter basically means, like, let's say you make the right choice, and you go with a green supplier, you buy a Tesla, and you only buy and eat sustainable things. The UK government will match your losses that you gave to the fossil fuel industry and pay it with taxpayers' money. So even if you make the right medical... So that is not free market capitalism. You know, that is... You know, obviously, I'm not a free market capitalist as such. But if you are a true free market capitalist, then you should allow the mags to decide. But the UK government... It, Okay, but by the way, we should be encouraged. But financially, we, it should be not. It should be carrot and stick, not stick and carrot, right? We should be encouraged financially. By the way, to take up options that are kinder to the planet. I'm, I'm not suggesting we shouldn't. For example, we had a, we had a good incentive there a while ago with the free plugs on your wall and your house for your car and all that kind of stuff. That's all gone now, right? Because governments just won't spend the money. But here's the thing, right? We have to accept that the planet's climate is going to change. There is nothing we can do about that. The best scientists the in the world have said it. See, but I, see this 97% of scientists agree with climate change, right? See the 97% figure that's flung out all the time. Yes, first, we need the government to agree okay, with let, let, Let's get to that figure. Climate Hang on. Only the first, okay. you have a problem is the first step of resolving it. So yeah. we accept we okay. have a problem. You're not let me finish. Now we need to look at the solutions. Okay, 97% according to people, 97% of scientists agree with climate, uh, climate change. And there's nobody doubting that figure. And I'll tell you why. Obama threw out that figure originally. He was the first one to use the, to quote that figure. It was quoted from a, a guy called Cook who took a load of published articles of people who agreed with him. And out of those articles, he misquoted because 97% agreed that the climate was changing, but 97% didn't agree that the, the human beings were responsible for all of that change. So what I'm saying to you is there is no, I have no doubt whatsoever what we do in this planet does affect it to some degree. But to the effect that you are talking about and others are talking about, I don't agree. And I think what we well, need, what we, what we need to, but what we need to do, we, we need to understand not. and accept how the planet works. When parts of the planet warm up, how we survive and how we survive that. When parts of the planet cool down, how we survive that too. Because you look back at the history of the planet, Sean, you're not a stupid boy. You know what I mean? You're a clever guy. So you understand how the climate of the world has changed over the last billion years. Or, well, eight, what's it, eight billion years is it that we're, this planet is here. I mean, and when you look, for example, take, I'll give you a simple example, right? The earth was much warmer when the Egyptian pyramids were built. 
and the Antarctic Ocean may have been, you know, ice-free. But history shows that human beings thrived in warm weather and warm climate. And mass mortality was actually more so during colder periods in history. So I'm not suggesting that's what I'm not suggesting. But I don't want that to happen. So you've brought an accurate historical event. So we've seen the, for example, the Galatians, the Dacians, all of these different groups uh, migrating out of their living zones. And it affected the Roman Empire greatly towards the falling of the Roman Empire. Yeah, that's right. Do you... So, let's say this... Well, and we're seeing that now. now. We're seeing people migrating what? now because of temperatures. We're seeing it happening we, now. Of course we, of course we are. Yeah. But, so, what, what was the biggest influence on their migration? And it's shocking when people look at it. So, what more, was the more advanced civilization was, the less likely it was to accept the reality. If you only had a hunting-gathering tribe, then you were more than happy to move. You accepted you needed to move. But if you built a city and you had roots, you stayed. And this is the issue we're having now. We're not accepting the climate crisis. We enjoy the roots that we have. We're going, this is a society we have, and we enjoy it. And you know what happened to the societies that didn't move? They died. That is what happened to them. There's cities all over the world that have been abandoned. But, but I just I just quoted dead. you a fact there that m- the mortality rate was much higher during colder periods on this planet. So of course, yes. Yeah, so it you, was, so, I mean, even even the, even the country you're living in right now in the United Kingdom, back in the Mediterranean or in the um, medieval, so, no, medieval I, I, times, I get your point. it was I get warmer. Your point. May I respond? Yeah. So there is an article called "The Future of the Human Climate Niche," and this looks at exactly that temperatures and how it affects human migration over the eons. And what we're saying now is that the human effects of climate crisis, whether you accept it or not, is bringing mass warming periods. So we didn't just move for cold periods. We also moved for mass warming periods. Historically, that is what the human race has done. Now we have got set down these massive routes and we've got all of our big multi-cities. How are you going to move the population of Ireland up north to get away from the heat? How are you going to move the population of England, the population of France, the population of Germany, the population... You know, all of the Middle East will have to be evacuated. All of, most of Africa will have to be evacuated. Are we building cities? Are we getting ready for that mass migration? And the answer is quite simply, no, we're not. So we're neither addressing the climate crisis to avoid this heating, nor are we preparing for the heating that we're locking in. So, you know, you can quote these historical things and use it as a poke and stab against me, but actually they back me up. No, I'm not, I'm not, hang on, going. I'm not, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just saying, let's talk about this rationally. And I, I gave you a rational figure earlier on there, and that's a statistical figure according to NASA. And NASA have said in eight years and ten months, there has no been no global warming. Now, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that the temperature of the planet doesn't go up and down. Of course it bloody does. I'd be stupid to suggest that. But what I, what I see a lot of the time is we cal- calamitize everything. Like, oh my God, it's 28 degrees and it's only June. Oh my God, oh my God. It's been 28 degrees in June before. Yes, we might have had a record hot day last year, for example. In Ireland, we had one of the warmest days we've ever had on record. Now, you've got to remember, records only go back a certain, a certain amount of time, right? But it probably, yeah, it probably was warmer than that years ago. It probably won't reach that temperature this year again. It may, it may not. If it does, and it does... No, it enough, but hang on, and the way statistics are worked, Sean, the way statistics are worked out is it has to happen a few times for it to count. You don't just do it once. 
You know what I mean? It has to happen a few times. You just quoted when you come on the air at the very start about the warmest day of the year or something like that today, or whenever it was you said at the very start. That's not, that's not how you work statistics out. You must do that over time and see that there's a pattern to it. Yeah. And, and what NASA are saying today is there's no pattern to we're it. We're talking about climate. You know, so what we're not talking about is statistics. So you're absolutely right. Statistics take years to measure. What we are seeing is the gradual increase of temperatures. What we are seeing is the gradual we're erosion not, of our... We're not yeah, seeing we that. Are, you can deny it. I'm, I am. It no, I am denying it because I'm looking, at, I'm looking at pictures. I'm looking at graphs in front of me right here on the screen. Before you come on, I did a little bit of research there from NASA. Yeah. But I can make a I can make a graph saying that I'm the king of Ireland. It doesn't make it true. What I'm saying to you is, I am not a denier. You think I am, don't you? I'm not a denier. Well, I, I absolutely believe. No, denial. I, so let, uh, let's be very clear about this. Yeah. So you, in one sentence, say that you accept the temperatures are rising. In the next sentence, you'll say you do not accept that it's human made. And in the next sentence, you'll say there hasn't been a temperature rise in the last eight years. Mm. So it is very difficult to actually know what you no, believe. No, what, I, what I do I'm believe happy. is that the climate of the world will change and is going to change. Sean, I agree with you. It is going to change. And the climate is going to change. And it most likely will get warmer. And then most likely yep. in a few thousand years, it will get cooler again. What I'm saying yep, to you but is... we won't be here anymore. Ah, we'll this just stop out of that, no, for God's sake. You're absolutely what? right in that the, the, the planet will probably survive and it will do much better without human interference. But I will admit, I'm fully selfish. I don't want to die. You're n- but <laughs> you Sean, know, you are not to going die. to die in your lifetime because of the climate. Let's be clear I mean, about that. Everyone dies in their lifetime. No, everyone because of the climate. Lifetime. The climate's not going to kill you, Sean, unless you end up out in the Antarctic or somewhere or die, and, die in the middle of Death Valley. <laughs> weather and climate are two different things. So, yes, I could. If I stayed out, if I went to the Antarctic and naked, yes, the weather yeah. would kill me. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's an image I can't climate. get out of my head now, to be honest with you. I would rather not envisage that. But what I'm oh, saying yeah. is, it's not going to directly kill everybody in this generation. Yes, we do, we need, we do need to look after future generations. Yes, we and need to plan. they said the Titanic wouldn't sink. They said the Titanic wouldn't sink. Yeah. But in, ed- in the end, it did. You know, <laughs> who told them the that? Whoever told them that was, was lying to them, that's for sure. And you're, and you're lying now, I'm not lying, but you're definitely misrepresenting the truth and you don't understand. And do you not believe you're yes, misrepresenting you the truth? Do you not believe the you truth might be in the middle somewhere? Me, right? So let me put it this way. I'm 26 years of age. I am not a climate scientist. No, nor am I. I'm not a scientist at all. I've worked in green energy. I've got a background in GDPR and data enforcement. You have no reason to accept what I'm saying on the climate crisis. What okay. you should accept is what the actual experts are saying. The IPCC reports, the United Nations, even the UK government has accepted the climate. They're not doing anything about it. Well, the Home Secretary has condemned... Well, the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, has condemned you lot. She thinks she's are all mad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, only, only today she condemned you. Again. Yes, yes. Can, she can condemn me three times and apologise later. <laughs> but if every if everybody if this is such a you know a hard and fastened fact, why aren't the population of the world out doing what you're doing? Because... People, most but, people get on with their lives. You know what I mean? That's a ridiculous statement. No, that's a ridiculous statement. The majority of the Irish people didn't fight for Irish independence. It doesn't mean they didn't want don't, Irish don't, independence. Don't compare Irish independence you know, to no, Just Stop no, Oil. No, Are you comparing the men of 1916 <laughs> to Just Stop Oil, for God's sake? No, absolutely not. What I'm doing is saying that no, no civilization, no action group has ever had the vast majority of people taking action. What I'm saying is the vast majority do agree. So whether you accept it or not, 
most people do not want to die for an oil balance profit. Most people want to have a livable and sustainable future. Not everyone can get a criminal record. I am in a very privileged position that I can do that. But the majority of people do want action. And that means it can take a lot of different forms. You know, we've got the climate majority group here in the UK. They do not glue themselves to roads. They do not, you know, throw paint on things or criminal damage or, God forbid, dig themselves into a tunnel. But they do accept that we need to take action. The majority of the UK people want action to be taken. Yes, the majority of the UK people are not going to glue themselves to a bloody road, and we all accept that. Mm. The majority of the Irish people didn't take up arms and fight in 1916, but they still wanted their freedom. You know, the majority of gay people did not take action during the 1960s, during the AIDS crisis. They still wanted action to be taken. Just because not everyone can take action is not a condemnation that action shouldn't be taken. And what is, what is your, I don't know, have you got a job, Sean? What does your employer think of what you do? So yeah, I am self-employed. I've worked my entire life since I, you know, I worked. I worked for years in Ireland. Then well, I what, what do you do? Can I ask? Can I ask what you do for a living? Uh, yeah, you can certainly ask. So at the moment, I am self-employed. I provide training, and I provide um, training for who? For protesters? Uh, yeah, so legal rights, uh, marching. And who pays taxes, you? Who, who's paying you? Who's hiring uh, you? Who's hiring you? Somebody's going to text in and say, George Soros. <laughs> who's, who's hiring you? So there is a, so the ordinary people of the world, basically, the people who donate to the organization, there's a group called the Climate and Ecological Emergency Fund, all these different things. So I'm self And is it, lu- is it lucrative? Oh, I'm not allowed to swear on the radio, am I? Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's say I used to make a lot more money when I worked in green capitalism. But unfortunately, that wasn't... In green enough. capitalism. I, I love capitalism. You know, people make a lot of money out of capitalism. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm, believe it or not, I'm not your average day communist. I actually do believe in, in, in capitalism with social structures. Yes. Unfortunately, in the UK, we've got socialism for the rich and capitalism for the poor. You know, if I lose out money and I can't pay my bills, the government are going to bail me out. If the fossil fuel industry lose 10 pence because I convinced someone to change to ecotricity, then the government will give that 10 pence to the fossil fuel industry through the taxpayers' funding. That is socialism for the rich. You know, that is what we disagree with. We are saying that action needs to be taken. The government should not be bailing out. Let free market capitalism decide. Green energy is two to three times cheaper. Are you currently. vegan as well? Are you vegan too? You are, aren't you? Tell me you're well, other than my boyfriend's meat, I don't eat a lot. Oh, stop. <laughs> I vegan, yeah. I, I, you, yeah, you are a veganist. What, what, what is it about, you know, environmentalists? They're always vegans. As well. And I bet you wore five masks during COVID and hid under a bed. Uh, I didn't wear five masks, but as the job I was working with at the time, I did certainly have to wear a mask. And, no, 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 uh, no I'm just saying five, five. You're one of these people who wore five in their car when they were on their own. I don't even drive. Me behind a lot more dangerous. <laughs> what, else, what else do you campaign against? So I actually started my activism in the social sphere. So I started over in Ireland with the gay rights, uh, gay marriage referendum, actually, the uh, Equality Act. That's yeah, okay. Well, you won that one. Activism. You won that one, so that's oh, fine. We, we <laughs> did indeed. We did indeed. Um, and I've started you know, a lot of social things. And you know what got me into climate crisis? Because I'm, I'm a bit of a weird environmentalist. And you, you don't, you don't say. I guarantee you're going to quote me on this. But I never cared about the environment. And to be perfectly honest, right now, I don't care either. But what someone said to me was that I was campaigning for all these different things, from Free Palestine to lots of other groups. 
And someone said to me, Sean, let's put it this way. Let's say you win all your demands. There's a free Palestine, there's a united Ireland, there's gay marriage throughout the world, there's equality, and the world is perfect. But we do not take action on the climate. How long will your utopia last? Whatever you campaign for now, whatever you believe in, let's say you win it tomorrow, but we do not take action on the climate crisis. How long will that utopia last? Yeah, but I wish I had as much time in my hands as you do, Sean, to do all those things. Ah, come on, Niall. I'm sure you can take a day off. <laughs> you know, we, that's Sean, what people I do. Before, I, 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 before I left my job, uh-huh. I used to take time off from work. You know, before I went into being self-employed, I used to work full-time. And I mean, I still technically work full-time. And do you see yourself, you in, do you see yourself in five years still being out on the streets, you know, gluing yourselves to pavements and stuff? Well, I don't think you glue yourself to pavements. Uh, although I have I mean, to say, I bloody well hope not. I, I bloody see, well hope not. I did see Sean. I did see. I have to say now, maybe this is wrong of me and disrespectful to the climate pr- uh, protesters who were doing it. There was two young people. Probably don't need to go and see a psychiatrist. But there was two young people, um, and they were on. I think it was TikTok or Instagram. I can't remember. But they were setting themselves on fire for climate change. Now, th- this was their plan. Sacrifice to survival. Yeah, every- I, I'm, I, I know them. Unfortunately, yeah. They're, they're, uh, and every day they said they were going to set themselves on fire. And they were pouring lighter fuel on their arm and setting it on yeah. fire. And within seconds they went, oh, 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 and they were putting it back out again. And I'm going, are you stupid? Why? What are you doing that for? I mean, uh, Sean, that, that's a problem when people start doing stuff like that. Or start, who was the other guy there last week who glued himself to the ground and they had to come out and dig up half the ground and take him to the hospital with the ground stuck to him? I mean, that's silliness. So, now, let's let's take a step back. So, although I don't agree with self-harm, like, you know, yeah. you did raise a good point about psychology and why are young people so terrified? Because you, know, you're, because I, you I, I, and I, I, Greta and the rest of them are frightening the shite out of them. Just no, like just no, like Al Gore that, did that, it. Just like Al Gore did that, it to a population. Just like the fair, government did it to a population. So, no, so it is, no, it is you, fair. You, no, it's you're not, calamitizing you're not it. Me as the spokesperson. Not you personally, but, but I'm just saying. I'm not. No, neither is Greta Thunberg. So but no, but you guys are calamitizing it. No, it's not calamitizing. This is what the science is saying. Unfortunately, this like you think I would be doing these type of things, you know, before I you know left green capitalism to return into activism. I was you know had managed for working all my life to save up enough to put a deposit down on a house. I was with the man that I loved. And I was hoping to adopt children. That sounds like lo- that sounds like a lovely life. Why didn't you pursue it? Because that life isn't guaranteed to me. That's the problem. This is the point. You know, why do people take the actions that they do? You know, why did these metallistic societies move away from their lives? Why did these groups do what they do? Why did the you know the freedom fighters of nineteen sixteen? Why did they put their lives at risk? Because they viewed what was happening as more important. Like the thing is. We will not have a future, Nile, unless we take action. It is as simple well, ac- as that. According to you, I mean, we won't. But according not to, according to me. It is okay. according to the IPCC report. According and to we, are doing, it, we are doing as much as we can, but there's a limit to what human beings can do. And as I said to you already, I know what you're saying, that you don't want any more licenses given to people who are obviously drilling for oil or whatever it happens to be. And I understand what you're trying to make, and I think we should be moving away from fossil fuels. We are moving away from fossil fuels, slowly but surely. But what you're demanding is it happens tomorrow, and it's not going to happen tomorrow. Over a hundred new licenses. You, it, just it, one of those licenses. Let me give you an example. Just one of those licenses, right? It's called Rosebank. That's in the North Sea. That one license alone would put us well above 
meeting our climate goals. That one license and what alone. Do you, and what are you, you going to do about the Americans, the Chinese? I mean, let's be clear, Donald, or Joe Biden's not going to be in power for much longer, most likely. Donald Trump could be president of America again. He doesn't care about climate change. What about India? What about China? They're not doing anything. They're adding more coal-powered uh, coal plants. So, so they, they don't care. So, I mean, so, we're just a blip, aren't we, really? So, again, this is, like, always an interesting question. And this, I, I always give the same answer, and it shocks people. Why do I take action in the UK, although the UK government is not the worst? I take action in the UK because I live in the UK. So there's a group in America, they're called the Clear Climate. They're asking the same thing of the American government. There's a group in Germany, they are called Last Generation. They are asking their government. There's a group in France, I can never say it in French, so I'm going to say it in English, which is Let's Renovate France. There's a group in India, there's a group in you know, I don't know of a group in China. I doubt there's a group in China. They, they'd be in jail. There's groups <laughs> all were. over the world. You know, there's groups in Ireland. There's Extinction Rebellion in Ireland. There is Animal right, animal Rebellion in Ireland. But, but, you know, but, but you're well used to all the contradictions and hip, uh, hypocrisies. Like, for example, here in Ireland, we've been asked to reduce our herd, our cattle herd. All right, as part of climate action, which, you know, to, to the upset of most Irish farmers, because the, the problem is, and the same goes for the turf as well, which we now don't sell anymore. So now we're importing it. Well, all that happens is when the Irish, when the Irish cows don't belch in the Irish fields anymore, all they do is knock down forests in Brazil and Argentina, produce more meat and more cattle there, double their herds and sell it to Aldi and Lidl and Irish shops cheaper. So, I mean, what I'm saying to you is there's, there's a knock-on effect to all this. It doesn't make a difference, really. But this is the point. We need a comprehensive response. There is no point in... This is what, this is what we're arguing for and saying, like, you know, that it needs to be a comprehensive response. Like, there's no point in moving it. Like, that's not something I agree with. Yeah, what but you, if you had your way, we'd be banning the meat altogether. But I love me burgers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, look, I love meat as well. I asked, but I asked my boyfriend for consent first. <laughs> you know, that is, that is the thing. You're lucky it's <laughs> you after know. nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, we Listen, Sean, I've run out of time. I find it entertaining apart from knowledge. Well, I suppose there is information in between the two of us somewhere in relation to all of this. But I do find it entertaining talking to you. And by the way, you're a nice guy and I wish you well. Uh, and I know, but people are texting in and saying, Niall, he's nothing but a liberal professional protester. But you're right. He is, I suppose, yeah. You would agree with that, Sean. You are just a professional protester, I suppose. Because you, you just told I, me. You could... I wouldn't accept that I'm particularly liberal. Well, well <laughs> you no, know, you are you liberal. You don't have to be liberal to not want to. So what, is, so what is liberal about wanting a livable future? I mean, that's not a liberal demand. But you are what, a professional what, what, protester. What? You're getting paid to protest. I don't get paid to protest. Well, you tell me you're self-employed and you're getting, you're getting funded by the organisation that you're protesting with, by people. I get donations. funded for the trainings that I provide and the, actu- and the training that you, I provide. How do you, what do you train? Do you train them how to stand on roads with placards in their hands? What do you train them? How do you, well, well, basically, yeah. How to avoid uh, the police. No, actually, unlike the UK government, we are not hiding from scrutiny. We accept the consequences of our actions. Hmm. As long as, I believe as long as you move on the road when you're protesting, you can't be arrested. Isn't that the rule? Uh, no, actually, the UK government has basically outlawed all forms of protesting at the moment. So basically any form of protesting that would have been considered normal uh, two years ago mm. is now considered illegal. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, so, I don't I, agree with that either, by the way. Can I just point out? I think everybody so, should have a right to protest. I, I, I'll just end you on this point. That's an interesting thing that's been happening in the UK. 
So what happens when you take away all forms of peaceful disobedience? Mm. You know, we had it in Ireland. The UK government, when we were occupying us, took away all peaceful forms of civil disobedience. Yeah, well, I, no, I, I, no, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with restricting people, people's right to peaceful protest. Or peaceful assembly, as they call it in the Constitution. Uh, listen, I, Sean, it's been really nice talking to you again, and I wish you well. I hope I, I hope I get to talk to you, and you're not in jail the next time. Um, no, I don't forget to join up with Extinction Rebellion Ireland. I won't be doing that. To be in a hurry. And um, by the way, when I just stop, boy, I'm going to start over here. They haven't really, have they? Thank God. Oh, 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 Jesus, they might evict me from England at some point, and I'll be back over to cause you some mayhem. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> keep in touch, Sean. All right, keep in touch. Listen, thank you very much indeed. There you all go. Right. There you go, Shlana Walia. Uh, Sean Irish is his name, ironically enough, by the way. His, name, his second name is Irish, and he is Irish, but he's living in the UK, and he's with Just Stop All. You heard it here first. There you go. He's actually paid to train other people to protest. People thought that was some sort of conspiracy theory. It's true. He's just admitted it. Um, so, you know, they do get paid. Somebody is funding all of this. You know, and look, again, I want to point out, he, he seemed confused about my principles behind this. I'm not a ch- climate change denier. Absolutely not. I do believe the climate is changing. I don't believe the, these catastrophizing on a regular basis by newspapers. <gasps> it was the hottest June ever. Oh, my God. You know, or since 1950-something or whatever the hell it was. You have to take these things on averages. You might have had five or six cold days in June. You might have had ten exceptionally warm days. And then, you know, I don't know, the other 15 days were kind of just average. So, and that's the same with the, oh, today is the hottest day of the year in the world. I'm looking out the window. It's like winter out there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is it depends on where in the world you are when you start giving out those kind of stats. Overall, it may be because one country might be very warm, which brings the average up. America, by the way, had the coolest June they've had in a long time. So you, you, can, you have to take all these averages together and use them as statistics. You don't just point out individual events and then calamitize it and tell everybody that. and go, Oh, the world's going to end because we had the hottest day of the year. Last year, we had a really warm day. There was one day in July. Was it July last year that we had that really hot day? I think it was a, it was in a record in, a, in one part of the country. I think it was Carlo, which was the hottest day. Um, I think since 1950-something or and something or other like that, I can't remember, or slightly higher than since records started. But remember, of course, records only started, as he said himself, 150 years ago. There's been hotter days than that. Uh, somebody says, no, what are you talking about medieval times? What did you mean? Well, in medieval times, um, to give you an idea of how warm it was, it's a lot warmer than it, than it is now. In London, there's streets, as you know, called Vine Street, and places like that. The reason they're called Vine Street was because there was vineyards there. They grew grapes. So you wouldn't grow grapes in London now. Well, you might have last summer, actually, to be honest with you, because it was reasonably warm. But generally speaking, you wouldn't, because it wouldn't be warm enough. Also, if you look at pictures that were drawn of the Thames in London many, many years ago, going back 60 or 70 years ago, uh, it was frozen over. It was, there was ice on the Thames. So the climate has changed even since then. And it will go back to that again. So nobody, this idea that people are climate change deniers is nonsense. Most people understand the climate changes on a regular basis. It shifts. They say the cycle of every 800 years or something like that. I suppose the big argument is, is the role we play in that. And there's no doubt we play a role. And we have a duty. As a population of 8 billion people in the world, we have a duty to protect the planet that we live on because it's our planet. And we don't do stupid things. And I agree with recycling. I agree with all of that things. I think it's really important that we do all of those things. I think there's a limit to what we can do. And if we can move away from fossil fuels, which are dirty, by the way. There's no doubt that fossil fuels are dirty. 
um, if we can move away from fossil fuels, that can only be a good. It can be good. It's going to be good for us as well as being good for the planet, by the way. Um, but realistically, we can't do that tomorrow. This idea, this urgency to do it tomorrow or we're all going to die is nothing but nonsense. That's absolute and utter nonsense. We will move away from fossil fuels over time. Technology moves on very quickly. I'm quite surprised, actually, that we haven't figured out with all the technology we have uh, that we can't figure out how to make a diesel or petrol engine for a car that's carbon neutral, that, you know, basically takes in the emissions and neutralizes the carbon. I'm quite surprised that we haven't ever done that. Or we ever, maybe we have. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know about it. Um, I think the ideal situation is probably some sort of hybrid in between for the time being because electric cars are not within everybody's financial reach. Electric cars are not the solution because of the damage that it does to people, people who have to uh, hand, literally dig with their hands for cobalt. We've heard the stories of hundreds of thousands of people dying, uh, young people in slave labour looking for cobalt for batteries for electric cars in places like the Congo. I mean, that's ridiculous. That, that can't carry and continue on either. There's a limit as well to how much power we can produce to charge all of these cars if we all suddenly had one tomorrow. So we have to think, think of things logically not in some panic mode. And we need to stop, journalists need to stop catastrophizing because it doesn't work anymore. You, you, people have got, are used to it now. They're sick of it. They're going, oh, geez, there's another journalist catastrophizing. Just like they did when I was younger too. Do you remember we were all, I, I mentioned him, we were all going to die because there was a hole in the ozone layer. Do you remember that? Bet you haven't heard about it in years. No, you haven't because seemingly the hole is not there anymore. I don't know. Um, we were all going to die because it was acid rain at one stage. Then Al Gore said we were all going to die in some massive flood or something like that. That didn't happen. None of that, none of those things ever did happen. The predictions, hypotheses, which don't have... Although Al Gore had some sort of financial motive behind that, of course. He was selling air conditioning, wasn't he? Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.